0: Hello and welcome to AFL by Dummies, the only show where we actually recognise that sides outside Victoria might have a chance of winning the flag and, you know, it's not just the VFL anymore, it actually is an Australian league. Uh, Welcome to another week of AFL by Dummies. Creaser, what was your highlight from the week?
1: Well, it had to be Brisbane, didn't it? What a game. What a
0: stirring... Like, who would have thought this would happen? Like, what a crazy Sunday it was of footy just... All out, but yeah, I can't believe that Brisbane won. They d- they deserved it, didn't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they they put in all the hard work um, across the first first few rounds of the season to come away short against Port Adelaide, and then the other week as well. To do it against Luke Hodge's old team, like it just like ties it all together. It was a fairy tale. Yeah, it was a fairy tale for them.
0: Like you couldn't have asked for anything more. I'm sure Luke Hodge was looking this up since he moved. He was like, round nine, guys, this is the game we're going to win. And it was interesting because at the end of the game, um, they got all the Brisbane Lion players in the centre who won their first game as a Brisbane Lion. So there's like a bunch of 18-year-olds in there and then there's <laughs> and <then> Luke <laughs> Hodge in there getting a Gatorade shower for the first time <laughs> since he probably won the premiership. <laughs> That's um, so funny. <laughs> so that was interesting to see. No, it was good to see Brisbane win a game. They thoroughly deserved it. They are not the worst team in the competition. No, about. not
1: by a long shot. There Thanks is two really. or
0: three three teams in the competition that are playing worse than them. So, no, I'm really happy for them. Also, Sardin, I I love the fact that we started off this episode off with we recognised teams outside Victoria have a chance of winning the flag and then we just moved on immediately. We didn't actually talk about it whatsoever. (laughs) I did really like that. Uh, My highlight from the week has to be something that happened in the Carlton-Melbourne game. So the game went poorly for Carlton, as we all know, losing by 109 points, but it didn't go this badly. So at one point, Melbourne kicked it behind. Mm Mm-hmm and Carlton was bringing the ball back in, and Lockie Plowman didn't kick the ball from the goal square when he brought it back in. He walked straight through the behind post and kicked it from the like the pocket, essentially. <laughs> didn't even kick it from inside the goal square, and the umpire had to go, what are you doing? Just get back in the goal square and kick it. You can't kick it from there. It's like one of the most basic rules of football <laughs> and still couldn't abide by uh, it. You'd think after playing football your entire life, you'd kind of understand the rules. I don't know. Nah, Maybe that's an unfair expectation yeah. we're putting on the players. It's No, I think it's an unfair expectation for a
1: Carlton player.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the whole league, it's No, Carlton. it's just Carlton. Yeah, fair enough. Um, wooden Spoon would do that to you. Anyways, we're going to move right into our stuff this week. So I'm going to talk about Adelaide's injury toll. So much has been documented about it. It's just ridiculous. Essentially, if you've got Adelaide on you, you just get injured. It, it's that simple. So this is how ridiculous it's getting, right? Adelaide recruited Sam Gibson from um, North Melbourne in the mm-hmm. off season. Sam Gibson had played 130 games in a row for North Melbourne. 130 in a row. He missed round 1 to 8. At Adelaide. He didn't even have to play a game to get injured. He was injured before the season started. He played his first game on the weekend. He played alright, but the fact that you play 130 games in a row and then you move to a new club with a new training regime as such and immediately get injured for the first eight rounds is crazy. In fact, it got so ridiculous that on the weekend, a runner did his hammy. Not Kid you not, a runner did it. I so, didn't know that. That's s- insane. So there was the centre bounce after Adelaide had kicked a goal. Well, I'm just going to guess Adelaide. Bulldogs didn't mm-hmm. kick many goals. No. So I think that's a safe assumption. Um, and the runner was in the centre square and the umpire's like, get out. And so the runner sprinted out and then you could see about halfway there, he starts clutching at his hammy. And it's great. It's not just the players, it's the runners. Like this is an oh, epidemic. That's... This is... Everywhere <laughs>
1: It's grounds. <laughs> That's so funny. It's uh, <laughs> sort of like a plague.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyone who touches that football club is at risk. Like, there should be, like, a warning put on the outside of it, just like, I don't know, a World Health Organisation thing, like, contamination zone, do not en- enter at your own risk sort of thing. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So... I was thinking, right, I could make a best 22 out of all the people that have got injured at Adelaide. And I actually got it confirmed for me that I could because out of the 44 people on their senior and rookie list, 25 of them have been injured this year. What? 25 of their 44 have been injured at some point this year and oh it's round my nine. God. So I literally could make a best 22 <laughs> did, out of it actually. if I wanted to. Yeah. The easiest way to do it would just be to dismiss three people Bible. and you would have it. <laughs> Anyways, so 25 out of 44 is 57%. Yeah. Oh,
1: so like really... you're
0: less likely to flip a coin and guess correctly than get injured if you're an Adelaide player. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. A bus is less likely to be late than an Adelaide player is to get injured. <laughs> that's
1: <funny. laughs> Oh no. Like this is
0: this is beyond ridiculous now. Like when is this going to stop? I'm actually hoping by the end that every player has been injured, and I know that's a horrible <laughs> that's thing to hope a horrible hope. statement. <laughs> but like, I think it's like I'm just not even going to be surprised if it happens. Oh
1: man, they might—they definitely have to rethink their like uh, training regime. Like,
0: yeah, I, I they changed it for this season as yeah, well, yeah. which is the funny thing, and it's clearly I, not working. I said th-
1: I said this two weeks ago. I'm pretty sure it's got something to do with the the camp. The but, camp that they they had where they blasted the Richmond theme song while they were all blindfolded. Yeah, I have a feeling that 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 was the camp that I feel like they would do
0: more like mental trauma rather than like physical trauma. But may, I mean, maybe yeah. that is the case. It
1: it was a, it's it's really applied on like. 'Cause it, it happened to Essendon before it's happened ha- happened to Collingwood many, 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 many times. Well, it always happens to, to Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's something going on there
0: that's like a real problem. Well you have a look at Richmond and they've got a really good run. So the, it, there is a huge area for just injury, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, awareness as such.
1: Anyways, what have you got for us? So for my stat, I was looking last week uh last last round and uh, I switched on and St Kilda was playing Collingwood and at the same time it was the royal wedding, as everybody knows. <laughs> Your favourite thing to yeah. talk about at the moment. Yes, my favourite thing. So, I wanted to go through some history lesson uh, with you, Chuck. Okay. So, the last two royal weddings, two princes of England, were on the 29th of July, 1981, which was Princess Diana's wedding, Yep. and it was the 29th of April, 2011, which was... Kate Middleton's wedding. Um, So, at those two dates, St Kilda lost. So, St Kilda have never won when a Prince of England has gotten married. (laughs) So, think about that. No way. Yeah. When a Prince of England gets married, St Kilda loses. So, next time, yeah, next time that happens when little George gets married or Charlotte gets married, yeah, St Kilda's going to lose. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now.
0: Do you think the AFL lines it up with the St Kilda game or the Buckingham Palace lines it up with the St Kilda Kilda game? (laughs)
1: Like they (laughs) deliberately do it. Well, it would have been brave if they picked Collingwood as like the team to beat St Kilda. I would have picked a Richmond or something just to make sure that they would have lost. True. But if we also look, so let's look at the rest of the round, yeah? Now, Richmond have been a historically unsuccessful team, Yeah over the past 20 years, apart from last year. Yeah, that that's when the tide turned. Yep. Yeah? However, these two rounds, so it was round 18 in 1981 and it was round six, 2011. Richmond won both of those games. Oh, so wow. Richmond are undefeated when a prince gets married. And
0: they didn't play on the day this year, did they?
1: No, 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 no. This was, it's, it's the round in conjunction with... Okay. When they get married. So the week they get married is the, the
0: round that I've oh, picked. So they lost that unbeaten streak this weekend then?
1: Yes. This is the first time that they've lost lost that unbeaten streak, but the time before two, uh, the t- two times before they have won. Now we look at, keep look, looking down, and we see that North Melbourne won, beat Port Adelaide in round 6011 by 10 goals. What do you think was the score... It was North Melbourne and it was North Melbourne St Kilda in 1981. So North Melbourne.
0: Well, North Melbourne must have won because St Kilda loses. Yeah.
1: So they're undefeated when a prince marries Eng- the Queen of England.
0: We could have like our own premiership ladder for when when the
1: when the when a prince gets married, a royal wedding. Yeah. Absolutely insane stats. So let's keep looking. So who who won this week? Tell me someone who won this week. West well, Coast won.
0: Adelaide won.
1: Oh, Adelaide won. Adelaide beat St Kilda in 2011. Yep. And then let's look at 1981. Ah, oh, wait. Adelaide aren't there.
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably weren't a
1: team back they then because it would even have been just
0: the VFL. No, that's interesting. I always love hearing statistics where St Kilda
1: hasn't won. Uh, yeah, but it's mo- the most likely statistic. True. Now, Chuck. Crazy. Carlton had a huge game this week. <laughs> and look what happened. <laughs> did they, I mean, they had a huge loss. I don't know if it was a huge game. Like, did anyone <laughs> actually expect them to win? Um, no. I'm gonna gonna be pretty confident in that one. But they went from snagging their first win of the season to a hundred point loss. That is true. Um, so they went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. So, question one: Do you think Carlton suffered a first wing hangover? No. No?
0: No, I don't think uh,
1: they did. I'm a bit disappointed. I thought they did. I think they partied too hard after their first win.
0: Yeah? Yeah. You think they won the premiership? They did like the Bulldogs yeah. and they, they won did. and they were so surprised that they, you know, partied all week. <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, it's Carlton, so you do not they don't win very often, so. I mean,
0: yes. <laughs> but like, this is Brendan Bolton. That is true. Like, that he's always true. got something to say. I don't know. So
1: that is true. However, um, I've been thinking and racking my brain trying to find uh, smaller flip flops than Carlton's last week and this week. Okay. So yep. I've came up with a list of smaller flip flops and turn and turnarounds than Carlton's two week period. Yeah. Think yep. about that. So the first one this, the, this is a smaller flip flop. This is a smaller turn. Uh, the U bend at Monaco Grand Prix. That's a smaller turnaround. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like it. The um, second one, GWS. Obviously, GWS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. obviously. They, yep. They're just like, no one's found them yet. No, nah, they're still lost. If anyone reports, go to Crime Stoppers. Please find them. Um, <laughs> next one. Interesting. Interesting one. Uh, Essendon with and without Mark Neald.
0: I can't believe they won on the weekend. That was just unbelievable. Actually,
1: ridiculous. Like, I was tossing up between picking Carlton and Essendon for this question because they can apply to both statements. Um, Next would be Trump's policy on anything. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, And then a dolphin at SeaWorld, bigger flip flops. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Are you going to throw, like, a scuba diver in at some point? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I haven't thought of a scuba diver, but this one I was most proud of. So, smaller flip-flops than Carlton's last week and this week. Aaron Sanderland's thongs.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. That was my favorite. Yes, I do really like that. Um can I add one as well? Yes, you can. Like yeah, an can M Night Shyamalan <laughs>
1: <pop> <laughs> plot twist. <This> makes sense.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> like they're less of a
1: turnaround. You could argue. <laughs> no, I really, really like that one. But seriously, Carlton Essendon, get your act together. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I mean, Essendon kind of got their act together, Carlton. Uh, you're a shambles. <laughs> I like that. Definitely a big change from last week. Um, I just feel sorry for Patrick Cripps, and I'm sure I'll uh, talk about him in the future.
1: There was, oh, There's like a comment my brother who plays Supercoach said that they have like little symbols next to the players when they do their live scores, and they gave Patrick Cripps like a a backpack and like bricks and stuff because he was carrying <laughs> the team. Uh, I feel yeah, so Yeah, I can't argue him. with
0: that. Anyways... I've got some I've got a question for you. So last week you asked me about meters gained and I don't really know much about it. So mm-hmm. it's time to put you on the spot with some statistics and oh, see no. how you go. Okay. This one is not as easy though and I'm willing to give you hints along the way. So consistency is something we laud in the game of football. It's mm-hmm. like one of the most important things being able to put in consistent efforts not only from a team but a player from week to week. Mm-hmm. So in the AFL, there is now only two players left that have kicked a goal every week. Whoa! Okay. Uh, the third one who last week was yep. Bill Gowers from Western okay. Bulldogs. Probably because they only kicked two goals, that he didn't really have a chance. Yep. So there is two players left in the league who have kicked a goal every week. Okay. Like, and this doesn't include like Buddy, who has kicked a goal every week. He's, He's played, played. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. hasn't played every yeah. week. Okay. Um, so one of them plays for Collingwood, and one of them plays for Melbourne. Okay. What I have to think of them? Think you got to think of players who have always who are, okay like one of them's a small forward, always plays really well, is really good overhead, and the other one has been working up the ground a lot more this year and has been putting in. Yeah, a,
1: I thought Jesse Hogan. Yeah, is one of them. Yeah, he's one of them. He's having Hogan. a
0: fantastic year. The fact that he still kicked a goal every week, despite playing a oh, lot of midfield ground. time,
1: that's that's a good stat. Okay, and the la- you said, the last one was Collingwood.
0: Yeah a Small forward for Collingwood, uh, came into the league a few years ago. Pretty sure he's GWS, but I might be wrong on that one.
1: Oh, Hoskin Elliott, yeah,
0: really. He just kicked a goal every game,
1: he kicked a match winner as well a couple of weeks ago in Brisbane. Yeah. That was
0: the other game. Yeah, Both Brisbane. of them are having great years, like, particularly Hogan's having a oh, yeah. massive year. Um, Hogan
1: goes under the radar because of how much of a barometer. Tom McDonald is.
0: Tom McDonald allows Hogan to be Hogan.
1: But but I think yeah I think that they make each other better. Yeah, definitely. And I think Tom McDonald's getting all the accolades at the moment, considering they keep winning by huge margins. Yeah, but.
0: Well, I mean, Clearly, you can't yeah. give credit to a number one draft pick, obviously. I yeah, mean, yeah. you can't have them reach their potential. That would just be ridiculous, ridiculous wouldn't yeah. it? Especially from Melbourne, um, <laughs> Jack Watts. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought I'd throw a little quiz at you. Maybe I helped you a bit too much and bailed you out, but... Uh,
1: oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting statistic. Oh, I really want to know, like, past uh, goalie games, and I want to see who's will be the winner at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, so I'll keep you all posted on the two of them and see which one falls out yeah. first. Now it's time to move into our next round, Tom, and I actually am gonna talk about West Coast this round. I just I couldn't go a whole episode without talking about them. We haven't really talked about them much this year. Um I mean they haven't been going under the radar, but they haven't got a huge scalp till last week, and I think it'd be really mean if we didn't talk about them. <laughs> yes, definitely. So it's time to actually talk about them, but in a more lighthearted fashion. So on the weekend West Coast just destroyed Richmond's de- defence. I've never seen anything like it. It just stunned me when I was actually watching it. West Coast scored from 67% of their inside 50s. <laughs> so ev- f- for every three inside 50s they had, they had two scores out of it. Wow. And they kicked twice as many goals as behind. So yeah. 45% of their entries were goals. Oh. That's, like, unheard of. The AFL average is 23.
1: Okay, okay, okay. That's double. Wow. Yeah, okay. So
0: it's, like... Unbelievable that it actually happened. And I was just thinking, like, that's really efficient. And like, there are heaps of things where we need more efficiency. Like, solar power is obviously the first one. So the West Coast South Eagles coast. should get sponsored by, like, solar energy. <laughs> obviously, solar energy works at about 30% Seven, at the yeah. moment. And so the AFL average is, like, 23% for goals per inside yep. 50s. And, like, the solar power's average is 30%. So I think if we get the West Coast Eagles in it, we can boost it way up to about 70%, <laughs> Whoa, probably.
1: man, you're a genius, genius. Yeah, a no. new, new Tesla.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you don't even need, like, a battery anymore, though. You can just go solar power. Like, (laughs) 70% of sunlight is getting transferred. Like, this is more efficient than, like, coal, I'm pretty sure, as well. (laughs)
1: Someone get Elon Musk on the phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There is, like, just get Jack Darling. Just get that West Coast Ford line and, like, everything gets boosted efficiency-wise. You could even go to other parts of the uh, economy or Australia as such. Like, Jeremy McGovern is the number one intercept marker in the competition. Get him on Border (laughs) Force. Get him on Border Force. And I know a few weeks ago you talked about having Richmond players as, like, ministerial roles in Parliament, but I think it's time we updated this a little bit. We need to keep, like, a running track of it. Yeah. Like, Jeremy McGovern's just like, he doesn't let anything (laughs) into that back line.
1: Defence minister. (laughs) Nothing gets
0: in that isn't meant to get in. Like... He controls it all. This is exactly the sort of leadership we need from the Australian Parliament, obviously. <laughs> like, there is, and there's so many other things, but I feel like these are the two most important ones, obviously. Like, I mean, power, solar power, pretty yep, important. Pretty important. Border um, control, pretty important yep. as well. I mean,. You can't argue with that. Get West Coast Eagles on it. Um, (laughs) The less they focus on footy, the better, probably, because they are destroying everyone at the moment.
1: We'll deploy, we'll deploy. Yeah, we We, need some (laughs) equity in the competition. We we distract them enough so that we can beat them at Optus Stadium. Yep, exactly. Or so they don't
0: turn up to Optus
1: Stadium. I feel like that would be St Kilda's game plan now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: St Kilda's given up on fighting GWS. GWS is long gone.
1: gone. (laughs) that's so good. So now to my stat, Chuck. You talked about Adelaide's injuries. Yeah. So I did some research and I looked at all the injuries and all the teams. Yeah. With the injury best 22. This is the best 22 that have been injured since the start of the season. And I'll make, I'll make like, I made the decision that anyone who didn't play last week can be on the list. Yeah. Um, does this include, like, one-week injuries? Yes, this includes one-week injuries. Okay. One week. this in is ju- going to be a re-
0: seriously two- good team. Yeah,
1: one-week injuries. Um, but I'm actually not too sure if anyone here is injured for one week, but we'll go, we'll go through it. We'll go through it. Um, so starting in defense, we have Grant Birchall, Dale Morris, and Taylor Henderson from Geelong. Yep. That's a solid, 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 solid back line. Yep. Now, I had Nathan Wilson in, but he was a late in for... Uh, uh, Fremantle He did miss a week But he did miss a week But he played He played against Sydney this week Okay So I swapped him with Brett Delidio Who's now playing Halfback With Phil Davis And Do- Doherty Obviously What about Michael Hurley Hurley missed one week Yeah he But play- I'd, it, I'd, it was It was tough Because Michael Hurley's like a fullback And I had Dale Morris And Phil Davis In fullback And centre halfback So it was a big 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 He's tough decision He's the all Australian Fullback though Yeah I don't know Okay Oh well, he'll be—he's on the bench anyway. Yeah. Um, so then we've got in midfield. Th- look at this midfield: Matt Crouch, <laughs> Rory Sloan, Shuey, Prestia, Josh Kelly, Tom Scully. Oh wow! That is—that's—that's that's the best—that's the best midfield in the competition, straight up. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then we go to forward line. Now this is a bit tough, but. Toby Green, Taylor Walker, Stephen Hill, Cyril, yep. Tom Lynch, Daniel Menzel.
0: No, it's still a pretty good forward That's line. That's an
1: amazing forward line. The, the problem was Danaher, Darcy Moore on the bench. That's oh, how good you couldn't this couldn't even is. get them into the I couldn't line. get them in. Yeah.
0: But you're pretty unhappy Lance Franklin played last week. Yeah, weekend, yeah. <laughs> and and Hannah And
1: Hannah's. It would have been an incredible team. Um, players who didn't make the cut. If we're putting uh Michael Hurley in the team, Omira and Scott Selwood don't make the cut. Oh,
0: I would put Scott Selwood in the team. You need that sort of A defensive def- midfield. Defensive defensive midfield. But like That is actually crazy, and that's just injured right now, right? That's, that's injured, not injuries that's players across who didn't, the season.
1: That's players who didn't play last week. Oh my that is huge if, huge if that team wasn't
0: so susceptible to injury True. it would win the <laughs>
1: if that team wasn't full of GWS and Adelaide players yep. it would be really good
0: <laughs> I love it because Collingwood has so many injuries yet they only have like one or two people on the well, entire well yeah because
1: Pendles is a late in otherwise he would have been slotted in and yeah, captain it,
0: it's more a point of how bad Collingwood's list is that they have that many injuries <laughs> but none of them are actually particularly good players none of
1: them are good enough to make the best 22 of the injured players but that is an Insane team and a real, real loss of quality in terms of like, uh, in terms of us as uh, watchers of AFL. Um, we all wish them a speedy recovery so we get to watch them play great football.
0: Well, it's interesting actually because I'm at. Uni at the moment, I'm doing like a uh, report on the mid season trade period, um, whether they're going to bring that in. And the main reason they brought that in is so you can replace injuries like that. Because there's so many people getting injured at the moment. Like it's unparalleled in most other sports, but then also AFL's past. Like, does the mid season trade help with that? I'm just going to leave that discussion there
1: (laughs) and let you all think about that. I'm going to ask you a question. Did you watch The Royal Wedding? What am I saying? Of course you did. Of course you did. I did, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I got told by a friend, though, that I absolutely had to watch it. Like, I was getting, like, Snapchats about what was happening. Um, I was like, well, should I be watching it? And she was like, absolutely. I'm like, fine, I'll watch it. It's not like Collingwood X and Guild is that good anyway. I wasn't really enjoying it. So, yes, I did actually watch it.
1: So, now, while I'm ideologically opposed to the concept of a monarchy... <laughs> that didn't negate my right to comment on the event. So <laughs> clearly since it stole my HD sport, mm-hmm. I felt I had to see if it lived up to all the hype. So what I saw from the highlights that The Guardian posted, I didn't actually watch it, obviously. I thought it would be appropriate to turn the day into a round of AFL. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So here we go. The Rising Star Award obviously goes to the enigmatic cellist Sheku Kenne Mason. A nineteen-year-old picked up from the TAC recital. He was an absolute gun. He played in the Nottingham under-nineteens last year, and he has great poise and class up forward. Yeah. Um. He has a rich, rich history of uh, other musical players in his family. Yeah. And he got picked up. And he's going to get picked up by a father son. Yeah. Soon steady enough. Hand yeah. Well. Ste- steady hand as well. Steady hand. like absolute class up front. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he knows how to leave it on a good note.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, we're just going to leave that there. <laughs> now, <laughs> while Kenna Mason was a winner from around, round, we have to always talk about the loser, and that loser had to be the ageing preacher, Michael Curry. Now, while in his prime, he was one of the all-time greats, He's clearly nearing retirement. He just holds onto the ball for too long, and he doesn't have the speed like he used to. Yeah, he lost his fire. He lost his fire. He got caught. He definitely got caught holding the ball a few t- few too many times to my liking. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Now the big question of the round would be was how would the wedding handle without the not having the key player, the father of the bride? Yeah. Yeah, because he he was was not present yeah now there was worry before there was a bit of panic, a bit of like ifing and iing of whether they could perform without their key player in the side. Now I think they handled the pressure perfectly, um, and they rose to the challenge. So I say, no father, no worries, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, he should have been on your injury list from your no, last start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would have been the best, he 22. Was best twenty-two of the injuries. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. So that was the round of AFL as I saw it. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a cracker over round next next uh, next round, where um. They're going to have players like uh, Charlotte and George. They're like new up and comers. They're coming in through the draft combine.
0: Yeah, um, father son.
1: Father son, obviously. And father daughter. Yeah, father daughter as well. Um, so we'll see next round of Royal AFL.
0: Yeah. Do you have any idea when this next
1: round's coming around? Oh, how old? How old is Prince George? Uh, they're not that old. I yeah, think. I think like twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> it's a twenty-year. <laughs> it's a twenty-year wait at least. How many rounds in a season? <laughs> <laughs> like a two hundred-year season. Two hundred-year season. <laughs> it's, a, it's the it, the whole season is the timeline of the Windsors. So it started with Queen Queen Victoria and ends whenever the Windsors stop being the royal family. So it could be an infinite. Infinite round of football, or infinite season, season of football. So how will we determine a premier? You can't. There's <laughs> no premiership. It's just, it's just like the EPL, whoever's winning at the end, that's who wins. Yep. There's no final
0: series. Well, there you go. No, I really like that. <laughs> Got to love the Rising Star Award.
1: Oh, yeah, cracker, absolute cracker. No, he's, he's, he's going to be he's going to be really good. I don't see him dropping off like uh, previous rising stars. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to move on. Oh, I got to
0: compose myself now. I <laughs> did really like that. Okay. So, Everton fans this week must be thinking, well, phew. Like that was great. I look at it completely different. Mm-hmm. What a wasted season. Uh, we so all knew then. they were a good team and they actually finally showed it on the weekend that it's really interesting. It's this theory I've got. When you try, you have more of a chance of winning. It's Whoa, almost like when
1: revolutionary.
0: you Revolutionary. I know. It's almost like if you put effort <laughs> in, it might pay off one way or another <laughs> down the line. I don't know. I'm still working on the thesis though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'll let you know when I've got my PhD. PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but it all started at the trade table, This why this whole season was wasted. They yeah. needed an insight mid and they got Devin Smith, another outside, outside mid, mid. Yeah. and they got Jake Stringer forward, and Saad who's a running back. They didn't get any inside mids. It's like the number one thing they needed. So they've got like Heppel, Merritt, Devin Smith, <laughs> um, Fantasia all those people who are outside, outside mids. mids. Yep. They got no one who's willing to just go straight in and get the clearance. Which showed because before last round they had one player inside the top fifty clearance getters in the AFL. Ugh. One player. Dyson Heppel was forty eighth. Yep. <laughs> so there was forty seven better players in the league from yeah. other teams.
1: That's not a good
0: that's not a good stat. Like clearances, like I know we've talked about Richmond not winning them in the past. They're still very important, especially mm-hmm. when you're Essendon.
1: No, you s- and you, you rely still on getting drinks.
0: it to your outside mids. Yeah. So they—that's where the first part of their season stuffed up. And then they weren't putting in effort in. They only had one person in the top fifty clearances. They didn't have a good system whatsoever, and they blew their season. And then finally, they get rid of Mark Neal's. and then they finally put an effort <laughs> in, and they win. And four—no, sorry, five people had more than four clearances last week. And okay. they actually beat Geelong in clearances, a team with Dangerfield, Selwood, uh, and Ablett. But Geelong haven't Kelly. been
1: amazing at clearances. No, but that's yeah.
0: a f- they won the midfield battle against yeah. that team, which was unusual. But they're 3-6 and six now, it's Essendon. They're, I'm sorry, but their season's so, over. Mm. Like, I had a look at their fixture ahead, so they play GWS away this week. Okay, that's winnable, winnable. That's, that's winnable. They've got Richmond twice at the MCG. they got <laughs> They've got West Coast at Optus. They've got Port <laughs> at, in Adelaide. They've got Hawthorne and Collingwood at the MCG. And they've got Sydney at Eddie <laughs> I reckon they could win one of those games. And generally, you have to be 12 and 10 to make finals yep. at minimum. So they can only lose four of those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. They can oh. only lose four of them. They have to win half.
1: Okay, nah, they're done.
0: Like, even if they played as well as they did last week, I'm not sure they can win four games.
1: No, they won't. First of all, they won't play that well every week. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, they won't beat Richmond at the G. So that's two losses. And the, what's the rest? The rest is Collingwood and West Hawthor, Coast. And Hortlewood. West Coast and up this, definitely not yep. at this stage. So that means they've got one... They've, they have to win... They have to beat Sydney. Sydney. They have to beat Hawthorne and Collingwood
0: at the MCG, and they have to beat one of Port West Coast or GWS away.
1: Oh, okay. That's... Yeah. Like... This I, is definitely a wasted Don't season. get me wrong, Essendon
0: fans. You'd much prefer last weekend to happen than mm-hmm. all the weekends prior, but... Don't get too ahead of yourself. You guys can play for respect at this point, and you can probably finish ninth or 10th, but barring an absolute miracle like what Sydney did last year. Or
1: or Richmond a few years ago when they won 9 in a row.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, there's just... I just can't see it happening, and I feel really sorry for the Essendon fans because you guys do have a top-eight team, and your players haven't been putting in the effort that you deserve. So, like, my... My sincerest <laughs> apologies. Well, I am i shouldn't be apologising. Essentially, I feel you're hurt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to move on from that. You and I both talked about it during the week, mm-hmm. and you decided to give it to me in the end. It's time to talk about China. <laughs> <laughs> not- one, one of us had to get... It's both the fortunate and... Um, and <laughs> because, like, the jokes kind of make themselves so it's easy, but there is some serious pressure. Yeah. Like, this is like an AFL game in China. Like, this, this you is, need to yeah. deliver.
1: This is me giving you the alley oop, the perfect alley oop. It's whether you can put the dunk in or not.
0: Yep. Well, I mean, you didn't give me the alley oop. Oh, the AFL, oh, then. <laughs> the Killing AFL it. by Killing choosing it, yeah. to go to
1: China did.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I've got one word for the weekend in uh, China, and that's flat. <laughs> and I think this describes just about everything everything that happened. I'm going to tell you why it describes everything. So, or actually first, I'm going to give you an accurate acronym for FLAT, which describes the weekend even better, or just this whole experiment. (laughs) So it's
1: frustratingly ludicrous Asian trial, (laughs) FLAT. Okay, Um, I'm on board. I'm on board with the synergy, the acronym, the whole thing. So we were told
0: before the weekend that it was going to be an 11,000 crowd, a sellout at the ground, essentially. That's what we were told. So this tells us that there's 11,000 seats in the ground, which is useful because when they told us that the crowd was 10,689 and two-thirds of the stadium was empty, actually more than that, about four-fifths of the stadium was (laughs) empty, my maths tells me that 11,000 times a fifth doesn't equal (laughs) 10,689. So the crowd was flat. Flat? Yes. Essentially half the crowd was made up of the cheer squads. Yep. (laughs) Like, the travelling cheer squad. So there wasn't even that many Chinese people at the ground. (laughs) Okay. So it's just a flat-out fail. (laughs) I'm going to keep using that word. Like, the best goal of the game was Sam Powell Pickett. Pau Pepper, sorry. <laughs> he kicked the goal flat on his back. Can't even kick <laughs> well it. Well done, well done. Can't well done. even kick it standing upright for the game. It was actually a pretty cool goal. Um, <laughs> he was apologising to the umpire and he essentially got a goal out of it, to, <laughs> to paraphrase it. So there's a good moral out of the story there. Something happened at the game that I'd never seen before. The ball went flat. I don't know if you saw the <laughs> I video. I did see that. I did see that. Um, Jared go. was going to bring it in and then runs in, and then he just stops, and Chad Wingard's like, what are you doing? Deliberate out of bounds sort of thing, and then Harbrow just holds up the ball and it's flat. <laughs> I've never seen the ball flat at the game, and I've never seen the football embody the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that one. It definitely was. Like, that. the whole thing was just flat. I have seen less flat pancakes from my dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even the f- earth is less flat than that game. Wait. Wait, wait, what? wait. What? <laughs> what? Anyways, we're going to move on from that by <laughs> <time is> <laughs> What? I didn't say that. Anyways, the AFL is going to label it a success, which is just a fraud. Oh, but they
1: were going to do that. Irrespective of the result, clearly.
0: It it was a flat-out fail. I just... Uh. It is frustrating, it is ludicrous, and the Asian trial is not working. Give up, go to Tasmania. Go to Tassie. Uh, That's going to be my thing out of this year. Scheduling is bad, and Tasmania should have a football team.
1: Uh, It really is applied on the game... You love the word plight, don't you? That's the second time you've used it today. Uh, It's it's relevant for my next story. So you said that flat earth, you said that 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 described the game. So this ties in nicely because I'm going to tell you a Bible story. Yeah? I'm going to tell you a Bible story that happened on Friday. (laughs) Yeah? That's how relevant this Bible story is. Okay. So here we go. God saw how great wickedness had become in earth and decided to wipe... Adelaide of its players, in a mean display of soft tissue injuries. (laughs) But one righteous man among all the people of that time, Eddie, found favour in God's eyes. With very specific instructions, God told Eddie how to handle the ball in times of flood, while preparing for one of catastrophic proportions. God also instructed another human... Rory, on how to consistently get the most possessions of the Great Red Ball, which granted eternal youth and many All-Australian accolades. After they had entered the Oval, rain fell for what felt like 40 days and 40 nights. (laughs) It was written that the waters flooded Adelaide for 150 days and every hamstring within the town was wiped out. (laughs) As the flood continued, the wicked bulldogs were punished They were told by a false prophet, Luke That they must handle through the flood and God will forgive them This was poor, clearly As they could only kick two goals in the entire game (laughs) Finally, after what felt like an entire year God gave Eddie and his friends the sweet taste of victory and said that a flood like this will never happen again. However, he will still injure players consistently and constantly throughout the season as a reminder for how wicked humanity was. Thank you. Thank you. I really I think, like that. I think I'm going to switch my career and become the, the the sermon Michael Curry. Yeah. And I think that's my new calling.
0: Yeah, no, I can
1: see you doing it. <laughs> Then I'd be talking about
0: you as, like, the rising star at the next wedding.
1: (laughs) So Uh, that that was my Bible story. I think I'm going to do it next Sunday if anyone wants to watch (laughs) at your local church. (laughs) <laughs> I'm available for hire.
0: <laughs> yeah. Call, cool. uh, I don't know, One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> okay, well, Crazler, we adjudicated that you won 3-2 this week, so that's a second win for you. Yeah. Only one for myself, so I'm going to have to come back next week. Yeah. I'm probably just going to have to sing. I,
1: there's just a <laughs> clear trend of when no, I sing, wait, wait, I, I want win. You, I want you to save it to when we're even and there's one round left and then you pull out all your jokes, either raps or songs.
0: Yeah. No, that's actually what we're doing. Both of us are just like, we're playing nice at the moment. Yeah. And then when it comes to the last round, we're tied all guns blazing. It's just
1: going to be a musical. <laughs> no stats no required, stats, actually. Just,
0: just one <laughs> one joke. And that's going to be the entire musical <laughs> to be performed by, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we'd get the musical played. But anyways, uh, some of the highlights of this week has to be the Royal Football League of yours. Particularly the cellist as the rising star. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of that. Gotta love just any relevant quotes outside of football, because we're not a football show, right? No. no, no, no. It's not in our name or anything. Um, other things that that you did really
1: well this week: the Bible story. <laughs> oh, how long did that take to write? Out of interest, not that long. You just I found a real short summary of Noah's Ark, obviously, because that's the one with the flood. Yeah, and then replaced Noah with Luke. Uh, no, with uh, replaced Noah with Eddie, yeah, and then replaced all the wicked people with uh, Adelaide people, yeah, and then made up a fact that there was a false prophet, and that was it. I really liked it. Anyways, so we're going to move on to tipping now, so that
0: we don't run too late this week. Friday night blockbuster game. <laughs> Collingwood Bulldogs. <laughs> Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood for me as well on this. The Western Bulldogs have been playing better, but Collingwood can't afford to lose this. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Kilda, Richmond at the MCG. Ooh. I'm going to go to this game, and I'm going to have a great time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, St. Kilda, uh, St. Kilda not doing too well. I'm going to tip Richmond, and I'm going to use my 50 points halfway through Damn the third Damn it, I was
0: going to do that. Oh, that's unfortunate. When are they going to be up 50? They're halfway through the third Oh, I would have been more ambitious than that. I'm going to have Richmond by 70 in this game. Ooh. Complete reversal of what happened last year. Brisbane, Sydney, and what's now become an intriguing game yes, up at the Gabba. Is. Brisbane's playing well. they pushed Collingwood and then beat Hawthorne. is really good on the road, though. Yes, yeah, so...
1: they 100% at the road at the moment.
0: So you're going to go with Sydney? Yeah, I'm going to tip Sydney. I don't tip against my own team. Well, it's time to tip Brisbane. Brisbane to beat Sydney. Brisbane to get two wins in a row. Brisbane for finals. You thought thought Essendon couldn't make it from three and six? Watch Brisbane get it from one and eight. Okay, here we go. Um, Yeah, Brisbane by a goal. Going to be a good game, I think. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, In another game where I'm going to use my 50-point margin for this is Geelong Carlson down in Geelong.
1: Geelong. Geelong
0: going to be really upset. Carlson are going to be really upset, but Carlton aren't going to be able to do much about it. Uh, Geelong's going to be up fifty halfway well, through the second quarter. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. And if I didn't use my fifty point, I would use it there. Whenever I look at a game like this, I distinctly remember when Geelong got two. It was like two hundred and thirty once
0: against, against Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, that was one of the more miserable games I've ever seen in my life. Like, so that's what this game could be. Uh, the next game is GWS Essendon, which, as we've said earlier, is a big game for Essendon. Will GWS be found, though? Josh Kelly might be back this week.
1: Yeah. If, oh, if Josh Kelly's back, I think I I don't see them losing GWS. They've lost two in a row, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to tip the Giants for this one. Awesome, because I wanted to tip Essendon. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone tips Essendon.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne West Coast at the at Etihad, sorry. So this That's, is it. That even's it up. West yep. Coast have a pretty good record at Etihad and they're playing as well as they ever have. I'm just going to jump in immediately and I'm going to tip West Coast.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't tip against West Coast at this stage. If it was at the MCG, I would be brave and tip the Hawks, but not at this stage.
0: Interesting to see how the Hawks bounce back from last week. Yeah. Uh one of the better games of the round. Ooh, and match of the Arguably, round. yeah, match of the round. Melbourne, Adelaide, but it's in Alice Springs. <laughs> no home ground advantage. So Adelaide last week was playing in the wet, Yeah, the torrential floods, as you talked about, mm-hmm. and this week they're going to be in the middle of the desert.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, Talk about a contrast. It's, it's definitely a Bible story. There's another Bible story coming along after this game. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look forward to it next week. Um, who are you going to tip? I'm going to go with Melbourne. Okay. I'll go Adelaide for the difference.
0: Yeah, no, it should be a great game. I'm definitely going to be watching this one. Um, good to see them go out to yeah. those regional towns as well. Fremantle, North
1: Melbourne. Ooh, Fremantle are undefeated at Optus Stadium. Just, rem- Just reminding people that before they jump to North's defence. Um, North, so North is proving to sure.
0: everyone this year that they're not actually that bad.
1: Yeah. So this this is not a bad game, the way it's shaping up. So I'm not entirely sure who to go with.
0: I'm going to go with Fremantle. Okay.
1: I'll go with North Melbourne then for the difference.
0: Awesome. Um, I love how that's a thing on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'll just go with it for the difference. There is no actual logic to it. Um, and obviously there's only eight games this week as Gold Coast and Power, uh, Port Power sorry, are coming back from China. Um, so they'll have their buy this week rather than in the three rounds, which I'm sure we'll talk much about in the coming weeks. I'm looking forward to all the segments I can do for that. So if you can't look forward to anything on the, this show, maybe look forward to that. I think that's just about wraps up. Up the episode. So you can catch us on iTunes at AFL by Dummies and you can catch us on Facebook. I post all the links there when we release the episodes and just give reminders for when the show's about to start, 315 to 415 on Sin 90.7 every Tuesday. From myself, Chuck and Kreezer. Have a nice afternoon, everybody.